Welcome back to the show, folks. Hey, everybody. Uh, we got a real cool episode for you today. We are going to talk uh, affordable bows under $1,000. Yeah. Uh, so budget builds, and uh, we've uh, we've come up with uh, three bows each plus an honorable mention. We have not collaborated nope. on what bows we chose, so we're going to see uh, how, you know, what we felt were the, the best bows in, in comparison to one another. And then we'll probably drop a few, uh, uh, like equipment pieces, accessories, sites and rests, so on and so forth for, yeah. for a solid build. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that because we know bows can be super duper duper expensive. Um, <laughs> when you get into the well, flagships and everybody has talked to death, everything that's 1500 bucks and above. Yeah. When, when you're the hard truth- pressed to find somebody who don't know about a phase four and don't know yep. about a VTM, right? Like yeah. when the truth of it all is, is when you're spending over fifteen hundred bucks, you're buying a flagship, and nobody makes a bad flagship. Not really. That's it, the whole it, point of it being a flagship. Yeah, you can be a Hoyt <laughs> guy, you can be a PSE guy, you can be a Matthews guy. It doesn't matter. All of those bows, when you're shooting their flagship bows, they're all good. It, yeah. At that point, it really comes down to just what kind of feels better for you. That's right. You know, like Gary, for example, he he shoots a Matthews. He shoots it very well, and he shoots it with the stock grip. Most people don't shoot that grip, but it works for him. He likes it, and why change it, right? Um, some guys don't like the feel of a Hoyt some, because it's heavy at the front, et cetera, so on. So, you know, so it is all what you like, man, you know? Like a lot of feel. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe we should go over, brother, like what, what kind of feel do you like in a bow? Like what, 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 when you pull a bow back, and what, <laughs> what made you pull that Matthews and go, yeah, this is, this is the one. So the biggest thing for me is I have some pretty long standing neck and shoulder injuries. So draw cycle for me is pretty crucial, especially if I'm going to be doing a tournament or, you know, if I'm going shooting with you for the day or something, I mean, it's no sweat to drop 150 to 300 arrows. Oh, easy. Sometimes, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, there's been days, man, we've shot a lot hours. of arrows. Hours. Yeah. We've hours brought barbecue hours. up, grilling, well, you know, taking breaks, obviously, folks. But yeah, like, yeah, but it's pretty much yeah. whap five down, go get them, come back, shoot them again. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you do that probably 10 or 15 times, and then you stop, you have a coffee, you burn one, or you cook something or whatever or yeah. you have a yarn for a bit and then you're back at you know another 10 so or 15 for sets. me the, yeah the draw cycle were super important um i started i started noticing uh it was really hard for me to avoid fatigue when i had my carbon defiant and yeah right. i know it's an older platform but hoyts in general have a much stiffer up front yeah and then you know go down to the valley um whereas the matthews is pretty much just consistent yeah there's not a big drop a little at the back but not yeah a little bit but it doesn't fall off either yeah so at no point during my draw cycle is one of my shoulders all of a sudden dropping into something yeah you know it's it's when it comes to the hoits right like like you say it kind of it's heavy at the front and then kind of gets easier as you go back which, I mean, a lot of people don't really like the feel of that, that initial first hump to try to get over, to break it over, yeah. to start drawing, right? It, yeah. It, it messes with them a little bit, whereas, like you say, for the Matthews, it's it's easy at the start, and when, once it stacks to the back, you're kind of already extended a little bit, so it makes it a little easier to pull through that last hump. Yeah. Whereas when you're starting with the hump, it's a little harder because you're kind of, you're, you're in an awkward position, and you're trying to break it over. To get it moving, and once it's moving, it's probably yeah, one of the smooth smoothest goal. cams. Like yeah, that HBX Pro and the HBX it's is just amazing. getting it moving. Yeah. So j- just for the record, folks, we're not knocking any bows. So if you're a Hoyt guy or oh, you're a Matthews no. guy, they're all good dots. I shot I like a Hoyt all. forever. I like some all. Yeah, I like them all. I'd have. I don't like the older Bowtex, but I like all the new bows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, and I mean, I shot a Matthews for a while. Uh, my one of my first bows with a Ma- was a Matthews, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, you um, had a few PSEs. I had yeah, a few PSEs. So you, you like more of a more of an easy up front where it stacks up, 
uh, for me, I kind of like, I'm, I'm probably more prone to that as well. I do like, like it to stack a little bit more at the end rather than be, uh, have the hump at the front. Yeah. Like I think that's why I enjoy it. Similar to that. Yeah. The, the levitate is very similar. That has more of a rounded cam with the EC2 cam. Yeah. Um, it kind of stacks a little bit at the end and then it kind of breaks over a bit. Um, so that's what I kind of look for in a boat. To me, smooth a smooth draw cycle is is far more important than speed or, oh or any God, of that yes. stuff. I, I, yeah. You know, in all honesty, the amount of weight that I put on, um, like IBO speed of a bow, it's like one of those stats I kind of gloss over. To be honest, yeah, I'll look I, at it just to see if it's anything like yeah. new. But I mean the. <laughs> If the Whatever. IBO is over three thirty, I don't. I couldn't care less. No, it's. It would be. I think I would be. If it was sub three thirty, I'd go. Eh. You know what I mean? Because I do have kind of a shorter draw length. Yeah, um, are you there, bro? Yeah, you have a very. Yeah, you're twenty six <laughs> and a twenty six and a half. Or yeah, yeah. Um, I wish. So I, yeah, I kind of wish all bows had the way elite does with the quarter inch increments. Cause I really would like to try 26 and three quarter. I, I kind of do too, because I feel like right now with, uh, with that knock to it, I think a half inch extra is too much. Yeah. I think if I could get a li- like a quarter of an inch more, it'd be perfect. Yeah. But unfortunately, I mean, I could, I could do it with the cables, I guess. So, and another big thing I look for, um, I guess I guess you can could consider it part of draw cycle as well. Mm-hmm. Is once I hit the back wall, yeah. I like for the first time when I shoot the bow, like the first probably four or five arrows, I really pay attention to how the bow behaves once I hit the wall. Yeah. The thing I found with the Matthews that for me was better than any bow I had I had drawn back was once I hit the wall, it was it just stayed there. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't do that like oh, left to right wobble right quick. Yeah. And there was none of that. Yeah. Mine only does that when you pull a little bit too hard. You just got to slow yeah. your draw down, then it's fine. Well, I think a big portion of that for, for this bow is mm-hmm. the fact that it's aluminum. Yeah. And, and, and Matthews is a little bit of a tank anyway. A little heavier, yeah. Yeah, they're a bit heavier, right? So I think that kind of helps settle all that down too. Yeah. Um, they, they have a good cam system too with that uh, the switch weight system and stuff like that. Oh yeah, which man, is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it, it's it's that wiggle you get that that back and forth you get when you when you hit a back wall. Uh, is usually indicative of people like hammering it. Oh yeah, back. ripping. Um, which everybody's guilty of when they first start shooting a bow. Oh yeah, because and every now and do- then. Yeah, and every now and then you're for sure, especially when you're fatigued because oh, you yeah. haven't developed the muscle or technique to draw a bow properly. So what you end up doing is using power yeah. to do it, and then you can muscle it back. But then you're like, boof, and everything wiggles a bit, and you got to settle it in. Whereas if you just took your time to kind of slowly lock it down. You don't get that big shake at the back, right? Yeah. But a solid back wall is a big deal too. Like I don't like a lot of sponge. No, like, no I, I, I don't want, want a lot of, you know. I want it hard. Yeah, solid, right? Like that's yeah. why I kind of, like, like every bow, great. every bow should have a back wall like a TRX. Oh yeah, but TRXs Brick. have like a, yeah. Brick. Yeah. It's just stop. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the, the, the best back walls I've ever shot are, are limb stop bows. Hmm. Because there's just, there is no sponge in your limb. That's it. It is what it is. But the TRX is a, uh, is a cable string stop. stop, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's whatever they've done there is. Yeah. I don't get it. It's so <clears throat> solid. There's just no, no sponge. No, no give. Nothing, right? Like it's, it's pretty and that's amazing. That's perfect, yeah. man. No. It's, it's a good bow. That, well, just for the anchor, like, once yeah. you hit it, you know you're there. It ain't going nowhere. You're not yeah. gonna like pull that extra quarter inch out of it. It's just it's there. Yeah. And I don't like a lot of uh I get what like 
I say I don't like it because I don't I don't like having to push the bow down. Like like right now, the one thing I find when I when I let down the levitate because I've got it on ninety percent and I'm thinking about going down to like eighty percent or something like that. Mm. Because yeah. when I do let down that, but you've got to like push <laughs> the bow down. Yeah, and then it hauls away. And then all of a sudden, once you let, once the valley leaves, it's like, Whoa! and it pulls yeah. you down, right? But, Tries to take off. Yeah. Um. So I think I might go to eighty percent. It also it'll give me a bit more speed because the lot the the time for the cams yeah. to move will be faster as well, right? So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Another let's. Uh, tape. Yeah. Uh, let's get into <laughs> uh, let's get into our first picks then. What do you think? Ooh. Do you want to go first, brother? Uh, sure, because I got one that's probably going to surprise you. All right. Um, so, <clears throat> so this me. is our affordable bows under $1,000 if you're going to yeah. build a budget bow, but you're not going to buy like an entry level. This is kind of like somewhere in the middle where you shouldn't outgrow it too quickly. Okay, so my third pick is actually the flagship of this company. Oh. All right. And it's a ready-to-hunt package. Oh. And you'll be under a 1000 bucks after tax. Ready to go, like ready to shoot. Ready to go. Just buy some arrows. Okay. And a release, of course. Mm. The Bear Resurgence. That's, you know, that's not a bad bow, eh? No. So that's pretty much like, I mean, there's a couple models within that, mm-hmm. but that's essentially their top tier bow. Yep. It's not a split single limb. It's a actual four limb compound bow. Yep. Uh, so six and a quarter inch brace height, 32 inch axle to axle, mm-hmm. 3.9 pounds. So 32 inches is a good, that's a good yeah, axle to axle. 32 inches and nice yep. length for that. Yeah. And 335 for feet per second. It's good speed. What'd you say the weight so, was? 3.9. That's pretty light. It's under four pounds for an aluminum bow. That's, That's pretty good. pretty light. Yeah. Real good. So now you throw all your equipment on. Yep. You're going to, you know, five, 5.1. Yeah, yeah. What's it That's retail for? 794. That's not bad. That's all, with a quiver, with the sight, with a biscuit, with a stabilizer, with a wrist strap. That That's is ready good. to hunt minus arrows. Yep. So if you want, I saw that and I was like, wow, for somebody who has a bit of money Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to start with a completely beginner setup, Mm -hmm. what a great way. Cause you won't know components. If you're just getting into the game, you don't know the different components in a site. You don't know the different styles of rests. You might've heard of them, but you don't really know how they work and why. No. But for this. You can get in, you have a great platform, really, mm-hmm. and you're going to have mediocre parts, but those are easily upgradable. Oh, it's for sure, a, yeah. It's yeah, a you- really good way to be able to enter the sport and still be able to have like some decent gear that you're not going to outgrow in a year. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good pick, man. Mm. It's a good bow. I, I think so. Yeah. So I will I'll take my third choice hmm. is a Hoyt Torex. I knew that. Um it's uh uh 327 feet per second, uh 30 and seven no thirty, 30 and, and three quarter three quarter for uh axle to axle, seven inch brace height, which I think is real important when you're starting out. Yes, seven inches. Anything or less than seven, I don't like for starting. Not for a beginner. No, that's the only qualm I have about the resurgence. Yeah, is it a little short? Yeah, six yeah. and a quarter. Yeah, it's a little short. Yeah, not a lot um, of forgiveness there. No, not at all. Uh, Three point six pounds, so a little a uh, little lighter than the resurgence, but basically the same weight. Uh, draw lengths are from twenty six to thirty inches, so you got lots of. Lots of space there for lots of shooters. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's going to fit pretty much anybody. And it comes anywhere from 30 to 70 pounds for draw weight. Yeah. 
Uh, the reason I picked it as number three is because it is a bit pricey, in my opinion, for what you're getting. It's it is yeah. It's right it's at what, the cost nine forty nine, right? Nine forty nine. Yeah. So you're yeah. right at the top end of that thousand dollar budget. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't come with any accessories. It, this is just bare bow. Yeah. Um, so it's a little pricey, but it's a real good bow. And after shooting with the boys at the ASA tournament, and one of them, uh, Chris, I believe, was shooting uh, a Torex, and I got yep. to see it like shoot in person. So it, it was good. It was working well for him. It's nice and, looking uh, bow. Yeah, I thought it was quiet for for one of yep. the cheaper bows. Like so, and easily notified or easily identifiable as a member of the Hoyt family. Oh yeah, because it has that it has that riser, that same big C shaped design, riser. right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it's under three thirty feet per second, which you know you got to kind of expect for a bow under a thousand bucks. There's not going to be a lot that shoot faster than that. No, um, unfortunately, <laughs> but if, if you're in the market and, and you're going to do, you know, a, a bare bones bow, um, a Hoyt Torx is not a bad option. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do agree. Those are a couple of good choices. Yeah. Good bows, man. Yeah. All right. My number two, mm-hmm. and this one's going to surprise you as well. Mm-hmm. So this is the last year we'd be able to say this. Or I'd be able to say this. Uh, my number two is the PSE Embark. Oh, yeah, that's harsh, bro. That's my number two. That's real harsh. Yeah. <clears throat> um, fabulous, fabulous bow. Um, if anything, it's kind of sharing the spot with number one, just because mm-hmm. the price right now on a bear Embark is six forty nine pretty cheap if you can get it if you get it on the clearance sale right now yeah this is the last year now they're just selling off any remaining stock yeah seven inch brace height 31 inch axle to axle 4.3 pounds 356 feet per second Mm -hmm. she's quick and as we know from experience bro that bow is smooth and accurate beauty it was accurate for for you Peyton shoots like a demon with it. Oh, he's so good with it, right? No, oh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I shot one for for a little over a year, and uh, no complaints about that bow at all. Yeah, it, it's it's great bow. Yeah, it's great in the cam. argument all the time for under, if you can get under a thousand bucks, and and you're right for on sale right now for uh, for six ninety nine. Like you can't, you cannot go wrong with that bow. Yeah, you really can't. Um, <gasps> it's so good. Uh, the ZF cam is wonderful, uh, and it comes. It only comes in two colors, though: the Spec Ops and the uh, the Knock On Green. So same yeah. color limbs. Uh, this the Subalpine limbs. Spec Op is a black riser. Uh, Knock On is a green riser. So yeah, uh, three hundred twenty-seven feet per second. I'm looking at it there. Maybe I found the wrong number. I think you found the wrong number. Wouldn't be the first time the internet lied to me. <laughs> it won't be the last, I guarantee. <laughs> Not in this day and age. Son of a bitch. Uh, but 31-inch <laughs> axle axle is a good, solid axle axle. Absolutely. Bow. Like, that's, Absolutely. You know, My V3, man. Bang. Love yeah. that axle. Like, for a hunting bow, oh, beauty. it's money. Because yeah. you can easily got up in a stand with it, easily be in a ground blind. Yeah. You can still Western hunt with it for the long distance and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. it is just, for me, it's the best overall hunting length. And the draw length range on that bow is so good. It's 23 yeah. and a half inches to 30 and a half. I know. That's huge. That that encompasses almost every shooter. Pretty much. Unless you're one of those guys that has a freakishly long draw length, in which case most bows don't go over 30 and a half or 31 anyway. No, there like are. If, if, if you're that guy that's shooting at 31 and a half or 32, you're, you're buying a special, like a high line from Hoyt or something like that made yeah. for long draw Atlas, length. Guys. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah. Or the special cam, because some of them do, they, they'll just make a long draw cam too. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like a module right? or whatever. Uh, yeah, good pick, brother. Uh, it's it's hard to make an argument for where that bow doesn't sit in number two or number one. Oh, it's, um, it's always in the discussion. Yeah, for sure. You can't, and it's 
it's it's no matter how it even looks like physically mm. the um the cost to performance ratio is just ridiculous oh so good and you, you know in all honesty <laughs> like even right now i know it's on clearance sale for 699 but it's only a thousand seventy nine regular price right now. Yeah. But when I bought mine, it was only an eight ninety nine bow. Yeah, that's when it so was it, brand it's new. Got, the inflation's drove it up, right? But the original price for that bow was like eight nine. That was always under a yeah. thousand bucks. So yep. it, it it fits that slot so well. Um, I do have a different number one that that I'll get to. You probably already picked it. I'm, I'm sure, but um, <laughs> and it's only because it's on clearance as well. Yep, last year for it. it. Yeah, it's going to be last year for it. So I'll I'll move to my number two now, and then we'll probably we'll just hit the number one because I'm sure. Yeah, we we both agree on what it's going to be. Um, so my number two is a uh, a PSE drive NTX, uh, NXT or NXT. Sorry. Um, nice. In my opinion, it's it's basically an Embark, more or less. It's not much different. Uh, so you've got an axle to axle length of 33 inches. So it's a bit longer, uh, brace height, seven, uh, inches let off is 80%. It's a 4.3 pound bow, which is pretty light for an aluminum bow. Most flagships are 4.6 pounds. Um, it goes all the way from 24 to 31 inches. So that compass encompasses even almost a broader range or or roughly the same because it just moves up a half inch. Uh, and it's uh 330 feet per second. And it has the same cam, the ZF uh, cam that comes on the uh, the uh, Embark. So, Embark, yeah. I mean, all in all, uh, it's it's a real great bow. And I uh, find that one is a little bit different than the rest of the PSEs too. Yeah. I find a lot of the PSEs, they have either like a modified S type shape or like a gentle C, mm. not like a Hoyt, but like yeah. gentle. Uh, whereas I find this one is very vertical. The drive is very yeah. like, yeah, not like it's a target a, it, bow. It's, it's almost, if you look at that bow, it's almost a crossbreed between an Evo and an Embark because it, the, the riser looks like it's from an Evo and the limbs and cams look like they're off an Embark because they're the shorter mm. limbs that are a little bit more vertical rather so than part parallel. Yeah, it looks it's like a Frankenstein bow, right? <laughs> and then obviously it shares the same cam as uh, as the Embark, and it, it comes in at you know at the top of the price range at, at nineteen ninety uh, nineteen sorry nine hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. So yeah. it is it is a full on thousand dollar bow. I, this is probably going to be last year you can get the Drive too, maybe not. I would think so. Yeah, because that's one of their core line bows, right? Yes. Yeah. They don't change those very often, so we might be mistaken on that. Maybe you'll be able to get because that's been around for a long time. That has been around a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it comes in a few different colors, all black. Uh, it comes in mossy oak, and it also comes in. I don't know what that camo is. Let me see. Mossy oak. Oh, Kruyu, uh Verde. Verde. Yeah. So. You got some color options. I like the black personally. I'm not a real big camo, full camo bow type of fellow, but no, I like solids. Give me solid colors. Yeah, I like camo limbs, but I like the solid colors. I don't mind them. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're um, digital. I like the camo for like on a bow. I like digital camo. Yeah. Should we do honorable mentions, or do you want to go right to number one? We'll do honorable mentions after. We'll do honorable mentions after. Okay. Let's bust out the stat. You bust out the stats. Okay. And then I'll say if it's the same one I got. So. It is a six and five eighths brace height, 34 inch axle to axle, 340 feet per second, 80 Ooh, to 90% let off. Ones. We got a different bow. Okay. So if we're different, you go ahead and give your number one. No, nope, you're I'll already you're one. already on the way. Give okay. her, keep going. Uh, so we're 90% let off, uh, 4.7 pounds. The draw length is anywhere from 24 and a half to 30 inches. And uh, obviously you can get it 50, 60, 70. 65 70 or 80 pounds and it comes with the se cam uh it is the pse evo evolve 34 uh Mm. if you go to the uh, canadian archery online website right now you can get that bow its regular price is 15.29 it's currently on sale right now for 1917 so that that's a flagship bow 
Do you say nineteen seventeen? Or sorry, nine nine hundred and seventeen dollars hmm. um, is the current price, down from fifteen twenty nine. Um, that is, I know a two year old bow, yeah, uh, but. I mean, it's, it's still got, brand new. It's the Evo Cam, which is what's on. Amazing. Still on the bows now. They just call it EC2 Cam because it's wider. The cam hasn't changed its shape. No. They just made it wider for the limb pockets. Uh, in my opinion, that's probably the best bow under a thousand bucks right now. If you can get it in stock before they run out, because mm. obviously they're not making them anymore. So, <clears throat> Evo. So, my number one is also a two year old bow. Oh, there you go. That they will no longer be making after this year. Seven inch brace height, 33 inch axle to axle, four and a half pounds, 322 feet per second. What is this bow? This is an Evo NTN. Oh, where'd you find that? Probably the same place you just found that 34. I don't see it here. I'm heartbroken because I would have picked that if I saw it. I'm almost positive. Canadian Archery Online? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not there for me under a thousand bucks. That's set. Oh, there it is. Oh, $999. I had that. I had the scale slid down a a (laughs) cent less than that. Nope. So I will retract my previous statement and I will will agree with my brother 1000%. If you can get your hands on an NTN, Ground under a thousand bucks, you buy that bow. If you can get your hands on an NTN, buy that bow. Yeah, you buy that bow. That is that is one of the best bows I've ever shot. Yeah, in my no life. doubt, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was a complete knock out of the park. Oh, that 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 bow is so good that I would I would have taken you know I, and I say it on the podcast a lot. I know I regret selling it, but. I would have traded one of my brand new Hoyts for that bow. I one bet. Of my new flagship uh, well, any day of the week. It's under a grand, bro. Call them up. Use that as your target bow. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'm going to have a look here now and uh, see what. Oh, <laughs> left handed. Left handed. Oh, is it really? I didn't notice that. Left hand. Oh, yeah, but it's a mutant bow, too. It's 80 pounds. <laughs> 80 pounds, a lot of weight. Uh, but for, it, listen, if you can get that. But if you're going to pull 80 pounds on a cam, that's the cam to pull. That's the cam to pull it on, yeah, because the Evolve <laughs> cam is so amazing. But um, 80 pounds, bro, whoa. Anyway, yeah, that's. I, I know it's normally not that cheap of a bow, but uh, currently if you can get your hands on it from some overstock. Well, the thing is, over, though, now, right, they're all clearance. Yeah, they're clearance. Because they're not sending them. Yeah, and when you think about it, like at the end of the day, if you were to go in and say, okay, I, I've got – I want to get a new bow. Uh, I got a thousand bucks and I can't buy a flagship because they're $1,600. But I want like the closest thing to a flagship bow I can get. That NTN is a flagship bow. It's not that different. If you take that NTN and you park it next to uh, a Fortis or or the new Unite, it's not that different of a bow. Same with the XF. Almost yeah. the same thing. Outside of the grip and <clears throat> mounting positions and 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 mounting hardware, hmm. it's the same as all those bows. Pretty much. You know, they have the pick rails now on them and stuff like that, but in all honesty. Yeah, man, well, it's just like rails. me. I'm shooting a V3. Yeah. It'd be no different than somebody buying a brand new V3 today. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a good. I can't say enough good things about it. I'll just sound like a broken record. It's all right. Good pick, brother. Very good pick. I, try. I wish I saw that ball. That was a mate. Good job. Well done. I try. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Giver. Go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. I just did mine. Uh oh. The which one was your honorable mention? The NTN. I haven't done it. No. Oh, that you was haven't my done number it yet. one. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention is a Bowtech Amplify. Dance. Now there's, okay, so we. <laughs> oh, did we go with the same honorable yeah, mention? we got, we got that one, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll go over together. I'll, uh, I'll go over some stats and then you can kind of talk about it a bit. Um, 31 inch, uh, 31 and a half, uh, inch axle to axle, six inch brace height. So a little short, uh, 335 feet per second, 21 inches to 30 inch draw length, which is 
lots. Uh, it goes. This says it goes all the way down to eight pounds to seventy. That's a little. I know, but that's pretty light. That's like pretty light. Uh, four point three pounds. It is a dual cam double limbo, uh, which meaning four limbs basically, two on top, two mm. on the bottom. Um, it's seven twenty nine, which is a very reasonable price uh, for a bow like that. And I don't think you would outgrow it too fast. Uh, it's quite a good no. bow. I've heard all. I've heard lots of good things about it. Um, and it keeps you away from those single cam bows or single limbo. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, Which I don't like. I can't get behind that. They're just. I, I don't <laughs> find them that that stable side to side. I think you need that that width, the separation. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, comes in a, a bunch of colors too. Uh, it's got four different colors there. Uh, the gray is quite nice. Uh, uh, I do. I actually have one more honorable mention. Okay. Um. So not the one that I had, but the new version, mm-hmm. uh, the Stinger from PSE, the ATK version, which is the new model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for an like, it, it's not going to last you if you're a full grown man. Like if you're thirty plus and you're getting into archery and hunting, it's not going to last you more than a couple years. Yeah, but if you're younger, if you're a teen or in your early 20s and you're just starting to experiment with it, man, what great a great bow. price for a great bow. You can swap out components. You can make them pretty nice. Mm. You can make them function real well. Yeah, uh, It's never going to get you, you know, quite as far as some of the other equipment, but you can grow with that if you're, if you're getting into it young. Because yeah. you can drop it right down to 20 pounds. You can crank it right back up to 70. Great, yeah. great entry-level bowl. Yeah. And, and it's it's basically bomb-proof because it's single cam with an idler wheel. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that thing is going to be money, you know. Uh, yeah. Last forever. I do have one more honorable mention that I just noticed on the yep. website um, for uh, $9.99 as well. Um, it is, they have a, a PSE, uh, Evolve XF yeah. there as well, uh, which is also a good boat, which is only last year's model. Yeah. So if yep. you want to get Technically, into it, it's kind of current. <laughs> it's pretty current. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, the Fortis had just replaced it, but that's still a good boat and it's not that oh much different God, than yeah. a Fortis. It runs the same cams and all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, however, there's a recurring theme there. There's a lot for under a thousand bucks. I know some PSE of them obviously kinda, are on sale, but PSE has kind of kind of dominated that that side of yeah. things, right? Um, and I think they always have. They're very, very, very good bows for for their core prices. lineup. Oh, their core line is good. Like I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of companies don't do the core line thing. <laughs> no, you know, they just have my entry level, my mid level, one or yeah. two, and then my full out yeah. crazy. But PSE does a, a real good job of having some some middle of the road bows that are that are quite good and shoot more similar to a flagship than yeah. the lower end stuff. Yeah, which is uh, pretty amazing. So, yeah, there's your consumer advice, folks. If you're looking for if you're Canadian and uh, you're looking for a bow, those are uh, some great great options. And don't yep. be afraid of shooting a year or two old bow if it's br- especially no. if it's brand new from a shop. It's still <laughs> a new bow. Yeah. Listen, Absolutely. they've been killing deer and elk and stuff like that with recurves and all that shit for years. It, if you think that you're at a disadvantage because you're shooting an NTN from two years ago, you're certainly not. You're not. It's just not that different of a bow. It just no. isn't. Equipment's it's only going to get you so far anyway. Well, it's, it's the same thing with yours. If you take the V3 versus a Phase 4, the only gaining factor you're getting is, I mean, sure, the, the, the Phase 4 might be a bit quieter because of the split limbs. Hmm. But- I don't know if you've watched Remy Warren, but he's slain lots of animals with a V3. Oh, yeah. It's the same bow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it hasn't changed enough Some to cut warrant. Cut in the riser. And- <laughs> but big deal. You, 99% of people, if you strip the labels off and you didn't show anybody the split limb and you couldn't see the cutouts for the, the, ins, like the, was it yeah. the bridge lock system, 
Yeah. If you lid them side by side, man, most yeah. people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Not really. In my opinion. I don't know if I could, to be honest, because I've never seen them like side by side with labels off them. Yeah. But they're the same boat. Yeah. They're just- Pretty much. You know, like- so they're just modifying. They're not coming out with new platforms. No, the cams are the same. It's going to yeah. feel the same. Yeah, like limbs don't change ever. No, not barely. Really. I mean, they split them on that, like you say, on the phase four. But yeah, big deal. You know that V three. Yeah, it's funny. You know when that when that came out, the split limbs. I thought it was gonna be a lot bigger of a deal than what it seemed to turn out to be. Mm. Like, yes, everybody at first was like, oh, my God, look at this. This is crazy. And, you know, you had people on both sides. It was amazing. It's never going to last, blah, blah, back and forth. But, like, yeah, it just died real quick, the hype of that. Um, There was more hype over the stabilizers. Yeah. And in all honesty, I think that more people made the switch from like the V3 and, or the VXR and the V3 to the V3X than anybody did there. to go to the phase four. I think yeah. the, the, the V3X was like the pinnacle of that bow because I remember everybody was buying those V3Xs. Yeah. Right? It seems and like then, they just toyed with it a bit to make, a P, to make the phase four. Yeah. And then like the phase four... I just, you don't hear as much about it. Like, everybody loved those V3Xs. Oh, yeah. Like, they were like, oh, man, like, they're trading up their V3s up to it, which, I mean, really, you're only gaining the bridge lock system on the site for that. Yeah. Y- you weren't getting much else out of it, but, um, because uh, the engaged limb feet fit all of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, the phase four, I don't think was as big a splash as. A lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be huge. Still, still a great ball. Oh yeah, don't absolutely. We uh, we certainly don't discriminate. We'd just we'd rather see you shoot any bow than discriminate against a bow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely. shoot. I don't fuck what you shoot. You shoot with me any day of the week. Just go shooting. Yeah, you can shoot a a dart a darton a APA a whatever you want to shoot, man. I still want to try one of those. Yeah, I'll shoot an APA if they want me to. I'd love try. to give it a go. I don't. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. buy one. Them, you know. Um, I'd love to give it a go. Accessories, especially that rocket one that they got. Oh, the Mamba. I guess. I think it's I one. Yeah, one I, I don't know enough about APA bows to. I'd have to look yeah. it up. But, uh, <clears throat> well, accessories. Um, I've always been a fan, and this year they just seem to gone crazy. Uh, CBE is coming out hard this year. Well, they stepped up to the game, didn't they? That's what I'm saying. Like, that new Defy rest Ooh. with the braked system. And then Beauty. they put out the new Axis target site. Uh, yep. Even MFJJ is like, uh, I think Landslide's got some serious competition now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, even on the hunting site front with uh, yeah. with the Trek. Trek Pros, the 2V and the 3V, you know, uh, fully adjustable three-pin verticals. Yep. Uh, sight tapes going to 130. With metal like, tapes. Yeah. Come at me, deal. bro. Yep. <laughs> it's, they have, uh, they've cemented themselves to me to have stepped into the realm of all the big boys now. Yeah. Like the, the, they're in there with the spot hogs and the, and the, HHAs and, and, and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yep. HHA is a good site too, but and so is Spot Hog. But uh, they've Absolutely. certainly, when every when you mention CBE, you always thought of them as like the step down from those guys, the middle of the run. Yeah, but with their new uh, additions, I think they've they've come in and and been like, hey, yeah. we're just as good, uh, and we're oh, cheaper. Yeah, I'm get I'm getting that Defy. Well, that Defy rest is still only like one ninety nine. One ninety nine. Whereas if you wanted the equivalent <laughs> rest from, uh, let's say QAD, QAD, it's three sixty nine for that rest. Yeah, for, for the HDX, right? That's what Amsky I mean. the same way. I mean, you're three sixty nine for a for an Epsilon, right? Yeah. Um, you're three hundred over three hundred for a Trinity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, it, if you, if you're looking for a good quality rest, 
uh, I think that Defy is is probably the best bang for your buck right now. Yeah. Especially that's where the I'm going. The braking system is brilliant, yeah. man. Like, that's where I'm going. The quiet. That's the, so much more quiet your bow is going to be because you're not going to have that rest slapping because it just goes yeah. and then lets itself down like a slow closing covered door. Yeah. Like genius. Yeah. It's wonderful. Why wasn't this thought of before? <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised actually that no, none of the dogs come up with something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, and you know, Redline is not a bad option either if you're looking for no. uh, a slider site. For um, the price, man. The torch is good. Um, yeah, and it's still all aluminum body construction. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's not, you're not buying plastic from, no, from CBE this, or them, right? Like, no, this is all real good, solid aluminum cutout. Like, yeah. Also, uh, some of them come with metal sight tapes as well. Yep. Yep. Um, I believe the torch is the torch dovetail. RL torch is their like their flagship. That's one. their top of the line, Daddy. Uh, yeah. Comes with a carbon fiber dovetail. Uh, dovetail. Yeah. Uh, two pins, vertical pins stacked on top of each other, and they're very nice because they're they're small posts. Yeah. So nice they and thin. They don't interrupt your sight picture. Uh, and yeah, lots of adjustment, third axis, lots of windage adjustment, real easy locking knobs and all that stuff. So, and very affordable. Yeah, like it's it's two ninety nine US. <clears throat> yeah, like I don't know what a spot hog. What's a spot hog go for now uh, in US now? Well, I know a spot hog here is like four hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, for sure, all that. If you want the XL, I'm pretty sure it's either 399 or 429. So if you want a fast eddy on a dovetail, let me see. See, that's the problem because once you get to a dovetail, the the price goes way up. Um, yeah. So a fast eddy XL double pin is 334 American. Yeah. So it's yeah, so it's forty bucks more expensive yeah. than the most uh expensive red line site. Mm. But if you go down to um like an RL two single pin DM, it's uh it's only two hundred and nine dollars US. Yeah. Same thing with the RL one carbon, uh good site as well. Comes with tapes, oh, yeah. they're not metal, they're not metal, but ne- the spot hog's not metal tapes either, right? Nope. So yeah, if you if you're looking for a good site, man, and you you don't want to break the bank, like Redline has some real good options for you. Yeah, yeah, and CBE as well. It's, yeah. You know, either one is gonna is gonna do the job for you. Um, Redline does make a re- well, they don't make a rest. AAE makes their rest uh, called right. Guru, uh, but it's branded for Redline. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but if you were stuck in a pinch and you didn't have a lot of money and you had to like go cheaper on the rest, it's not a bad option. No, it's not a bad rest. I just I prefer. No, it's quality built. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just not what we look for in a rest. No, and it's basically the same as a uh, a prophecy from AAE. Yeah. It's and there's the thing I don't like about it is there's no micro adjust. It's all like slide. Yeah, you unlock the screw and just slide it over. So yeah. I like a little bit more of a uh, fine tune, fine tunability. Yeah. So, uh, but both good options. Um, I don't know. Um, just trying to think now if there's another company that makes some, some reasonably priced stuff that, uh, that's good quality. I'm just, I'm looking up the price for the, uh, the CBEs right now. So the Trek. Well, I know another. Oh yeah, I think the Trek, I think the Trek Pro Three V is like three ninety nine, three forty Canadian, three forty nine. Yeah, yeah, three forty nine. But again, I I think that's reasonable, man. Oh yeah, if that's Canadian price, yeah, it's not bad at all. In all honesty, because I mean, again, you're not getting a spot hog for less than four, unless it's fixed exchange rate here, and uh, well, no. Because it was three twenty nine American or three thirty four. Sorry, that's four forty Canadian. That's what I'm saying. That's that's almost a yeah. hundred bucks more. 
Yeah, and most uh, like the black golds of the world are are in the in the realm of five hundred bucks. Yeah, for for like a a dual track. Yeah, yeah, and pins. then think about getting into Excel. Oh, the Excels are six ninety nine, six ninety nine. Some of them with the carbon rails. Like I mean, if it's you think about wild, what you're getting, man. I know, I know, with it that sounds track. counterintuitive with the uh, with the torch with the dovetail from from Redline. But two ninety nine, uh, American, which puts it at. Um, let me see. Puts it at basically four hundred bucks Canadian. But you're getting a carbon dovetail. Yeah. Which Same thing with the CBE. Most companies are metal dovetails, which are yes, heavier, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, CBE is a carbon dovetail too. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I wonder. And I that, like. Is that like three forty nine Canadian though? Yeah. Oh, it is, is it? I'm well, pretty sure. Very good price if that's the case. Go on, uh, if you're on Canadian Archery Online. Uh, I think <coughs> I have it here somewhere, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure that's what it was. I'll look it up here. Um, what was I going to say? Let's oh, see. Um, another accessory that we hardly ever talk about, mm-hmm. targets. Yeah. Um. For longevity, ease of pulling, which is a huge factor if you're going to mm-hmm. shoot any bit regularly. Mm-hmm. My blisters are just healing up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, warthog targets, man. Oh, great target. Man. Yeah. Made in Canada. Super good. Yeah. Made right here in Ontario. I know. Mississauga. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So I found a price on the uh, CBE here. So the CBE Trek Pro is four twenty nine Canadian. So it's right in that ballpark of the of the spot hogs. They're they're three fifty or four four forty basically. Yeah. Um, However, you aren't getting a carbon dovetail. Correct. It's it's a, a. so here's the deal. Spot hogs are wonderful. They're heavy. They're tanks. They're the heaviest sight on the market, pretty much. Yep. Probably the toughest, uh, too, though. Especially if you run a dovetail. But they are a tank. <coughs> You're right, yeah. bro. They don't break. They can take a beating. They're rock solid. You'll never have to worry about them. So <laughs> if you one of those guys is a bit rougher on gear, maybe stay away from the carbon dovetails and just and, and go with it. Yeah. Go with a mount. Yeah, direct mount. Yeah, go with a direct mount or go with a go with a spot hog dovetail because yeah, they're solid, solid yeah, as tough, rocks. tough, 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 tough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's uh, there's some you know for you guys. And I also like how CBE and the Redline ones, both their carbon bars are short. Yeah, they don't have they're that not excessive six amount or seven of seven inch long. Well, and that's the problem I find with my spot hog is like there is an unnecessary amount of dovetail on that. Like so, I get it. They call it the XL. I get it. Yeah. But that's supposed to be the scope. But, oh, is it? Yeah. So when I thought when they, it was because of the long ass bar because I was no, like, well, why isn't there a regular bar? Then? <laughs> no, because I mine is a fast eddy, not the XL version. So my scope is the smaller scope, right? Um, and then the XL scope is like that big massive sucker. So uh, you're getting the same dovetail on both, but my dovetail is like that long, man. Yeah, it's like seven inch. It's you can't put. You would have to run such a tiny peep to push that dovetail out that far and well, still and get your the right range sight picture. Would be shot to shit. Like your range, you know, you'd have so little range too. It's uh, because you'd end up shooting your sight. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But I don't know why you would want to push your sight out that far. You, your peak would it. have to be so small in order to Aim not small, have light small. around it, right? What's that? <laughs> Aim small, miss small. Aim small, yeah, for sure. But like right now, mine is almost, I can actually go in another notch because I found yesterday I've got a little bit of light creeping in mm. on a couple spots. So I'm actually going to push it back a little bit farther. So when I think about it, man, like it's almost better for me to go with a direct mount and save the weight. That's what a lot of people, as much as everybody got super into the carbon rails and all this other stuff, over the last like two years, I've noticed a lot of people are back to running a direct mount. Yeah. 
because you can't push the site out far enough without losing your site picture. Yeah. You lose it every range. time. You get these big fucking, you know, like it's just daylight for days. And if you're, if you it's think not about even it. so bad though, if that's an actual halo, if that looks like an actual eclipse and you can maintain it, that's not terrible. Well, if you can maintain it, right? But if you yeah. want Dudley's newest video, he'll, he'll say, because just so I'm not ripping him off, everybody knows that it's Dudley's idea, not mine. But if you, if you look through your peep at full draw and you've got, the first time you shoot, if, if you don't have a full eclipse where there's no light coming in on your sides, every time you, you're then you're good, right? Because you have the perfect eclipse. If you've got light coming in on one side or the other or up or down, every time you shoot, if that changes, if you don't have the same amount of light coming in each time, that's the same thing as moving your sight down or up a little bit, which yeah, is going to yeah. put you off. That's why that eclipse is so critical for being yeah. accurate. And I think a lot of people overlook that. And consistency is the key to being a good archer. It's same literally the number point. one rule. Yep. Same anchor point, same hand placement on the front, same pull through, same sight same picture, sight picture, same everything. Yeah. You, you basically, every time you shoot a dead nut center arrow, you're trying to repeat the process you did to do that. Yeah. Which is not an easy task to do, especially no. if your equipment is not set up properly. Just so, yeah. You're, oh man, it's so, there's so much that goes into it, especially your sight picture. I think that's one of the most important things is to make sure you get that, that proper eclipse. Definitely up there. Whew, for sure. And we'll touch on Dudley's uh, video that he put out the other day as well when he was saying, so basically he got up and, and shot uh right fletched helicals left fletched helicals yeah um somewhere different degrees of helical and he put them all within like you know a four inch piece of tape at uh at 76 yards and he said you know everybody i guess he got a little torn up because at tack everybody was like oh well how do you tune this arrow how do you tune that arrow and he kind of got exhausted and he's you know at the end of the day, you can tune that arrow to be perfect. If you don't shoot, if you don't shoot your bow and get better, yeah. If you don't it shoot, it doesn't perfect. matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you're one of those guys who can only do at, at at fifty or sixty yards, if you can only hit a, within a pie plate, which is pretty big, that's like an eight or ten inch circle. Yeah. You can tune the shit out of that arrow. It yeah, is really not going to help you. Not really. Because you got some if, other fundamentals you got to work on. Yeah, like if you're if a, if you're hitting a, let's call it an eight inch pie plate, if you're hitting one up in the right corner, one down the left corner, one in the center, one over here, that's not your arrow. Doing no, that's that. you. That's not your untuned arrow. That's you not consistently pulling through in the right spot, hmm. or your sight pictures are wrong, or you're just you're not consistent at all in any way. And that, that's what it comes down to. So just shoot your bow. Don't worry about those fucking tuning those arrows so much or whatever. When it comes to hunting, <laughs> you got such a, a big kill zone. I know it's not, I'm not saying hunting's easy because it's not. No. But you, you've got a pretty big kill zone. Yeah. Right. And if, if I mean, if, if you were like, if you're not super confident in the way you're shooting, you go, well, everything's not tuned right. How am I supposed to make a 60-yard shot? You don't have any business taking a 60-yard shot. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you be proficient before you go out there and you're like, oh, here's what I'm going to shoot this this moose at, at 70 yards. It's like, well. Yeah. You got to be proficient, but you also got to be realistic. Yeah. Know your lane. Realize where you are yeah. in your your arc of learning. Yes, and do what's according. Yeah, well, we're not Don't saying go grizzly bear hunting with a bow six weeks after you buy a bow. Exactly, we're not saying you can't get there either. But I, I know everybody sees like, oh, Dudley shot uh, uh, an elk at, at seventy five yards, or yeah, because Levi Morgan shot something for at, fucking decades. Yeah, or Levi shot it at <laughs> sixty seven yards. Like that's fine, but those guys are like the if you they're the best of the best. They're professional hunters. Yeah. 
Most fellas like, are nowhere <laughs> near the caliber of those guys, myself included. No. Oh, yeah. No Not doubt. even handy to them fellas. So I probably wouldn't take a 75-yard shot on no. it. Unless I was practiced well and comfortable in my shooting in the last like span of few weeks before <laughs> we went on that hunt. <coughs> and when conditions were right. And all oh, that everything stuff, you know would have I mean? to like, be absolutely yeah, like not a crazy crosswind, none of that nonsense. Like, you know, seventy yards is is it's a pretty heavy shot, man. Oh yeah, it's a long ways. But this is probably the only problem that I have with uh, hunting being so prevalent on social media and YouTube now. Oh yeah, is because yes, don't get me wrong. All of these things can be done and adjusted to make better groupings. Yeah. Absolutely. But the problem that we have in this day and age, especially, is everybody wants to just absorb everything so fast and become a professional so fast. Mm. And if they're not instantly good at it, it's a stupid thing and I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Like, you stick this it is not something that you can just pick it up and start winning money at it. No. Like, uh, for some people, the, some people are freaks and they're weird. Yeah, they, but that's they, a big so small percentage, the right? Rule. Like such a tiny but, percentage. Yeah. And, you know, when we say like 70-yard shots, like you shouldn't be taking on it, we're not saying you shouldn't be taking it. Because I know if you talk to older guys, like if you go into a, a bow shop with like uh, that's run by some older fellas or whatever, um, and you said, well, I shot that deer at 65 yards. And they go, what the fuck are you doing taking 65-yard shots? But those guys are coming from bows that were like under 300 feet per second back in the day. Like back in the, like 10 years ago, if Bro, you like told somebody you took a 70-yard. 35 pounds. Yeah. But if, if you told somebody you took a 70-yard shot on something 10 years ago, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that was an unheard of shot for, for hunting. It's not anymore because the equipment is vastly better for starters. Bows yeah. are way more accurate now than they've yes. ever been. And they shoot way faster. No and question. Aero technology and broadhead <laughs> technology are a, such a different game now. Like they can you can get some real penetration with a single bevel broadhead now. Penetration. Penetration. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. more ways than one too that's all we're after you know a <laughs> yeah. little bit of it <laughs> yeah so if if listen folks just get out there and shoot your bow you'll get better yeah. man you really will yeah. watch Don't some wrap your head too much around all that crap because you'll just end up spending a lot of money that you don't necessarily need, need to you. spend to have fun yeah and and don't forget it, in the beginning here this is just a hobby this That's is for yeah. fun. And don't forget, guys used to kill deer with plaid shirts on and, and bows that were well under 70 pounds and shot well under like 300 feet 30 per pounds. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can get it done with any of the equipment nowadays. Yeah. And you don't need Sitka gear to do it. No. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. You can do it. And, and my, my advice would be, go if you're starting out, go watch Dudley's School and Knock videos. Yeah, great. Go through Man, I'm telling you right now, if you want to get better faster, yeah. that will catapult you to a new level. It's an excellent of, fundamental tool. Yeah. It'll give you the tools and the base structure to get better quickly. Yeah. Um, for sure. So all right, folks. Thank you very much for watching or listening. By the Where way, Dudley didn't sponsor us. He has not sponsored us. However, <laughs> however, we're just saying good shit. That's all. <laughs> you can head over to my Instagram page and go to the drop down link in the link tree, and you can use my discount code to get yourself five uh, percent or ten percent. I can't remember what it is now off of a cruiser saddle. Uh, I also have a discount code coming up for a clothing company that uh, should be coming here hard and fast pretty soon Fancy which is great roo. and uh yeah so stay tuned for that we've also got some other things in the works uh 
that we can help you get save a little bit of money on uh, on your next order for some fletches and, and things like that. So stay tuned for that. But check out Cruiser Saddles. Go check out Flex uh, Flex Fletch and uh, Silent Night Brought. Uh, Jeez, I can't even talk. Veins, uh, veins, and uh, check out A three bowstrings with their new bloodline fiber. I'm getting those babies. I want to see what this no wax stuff is all about. Waxless here. strings. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for that yeah. because no dirt sticking to your strings is top shelf, and, and no they don't fray. So no maintenance. No, I'm, and we're all about no low maintenance. You know what I mean? Fucking right. <laughs> yeah, we love that idea. So go check those companies out. Uh, they're top shelf. And uh, stay tuned for, for more info on uh, on some discount codes we've got coming up. So And we've got a giveaway in the works. So stay yes, tuned. Keep do. listening. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram so you don't miss anything. Thank you, folks, and good night. Love, Shaw. <laughs>